When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Monday. I hope your weekend treated you well. Today, we're catching up. I'll share with you what's going on behind the scenes, as well as a preview into what to expect on the podcast this week. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, and let's hang out. Starting with today's rose, bud, and thorn. My rose today is that I'm in Chicago visiting two of my dearest friends. We've been having lots of life plan talks, and this morning I got my first loyalty reward from the coffee shop in their neighborhood. And honestly, I love that feeling, like having somewhere that feels like home that is nowhere near home. I just think that's really fun. My thorn is that I got the reward and then I walked my way here and I forgot to use the reward and I leave tomorrow. So um, that was a weird choice. <laughs> my bud is that tonight we're going to my favorite Korean restaurant in their neighborhood and I'm going to order more food than I can eat to just to try a taste of everything and it's going to be a blast. Okay, so what's going on behind the scenes over here? First of all, what I'm learning. I talked about this a lot last week as well, but I'm learning to not limit my happiness out of guilt, but I've gone even deeper on that and I want to share it with you. So I bought a plane ticket to the number one place I've wanted to go to for my entire life. And then I'm sobbing out of fear and sadness and guilt. So I told you that whole story last week. Well, my friends, did you know that there is an actual phobia for this? It's called cherophobia, when a person has an aversion to being happy. Some medical experts classify cherophobia as a form of anxiety disorder. So if anxiety is an irrational or heightened sense of fear related to the perceived threat, in the case of cherophobia, the anxiety is related to participation in activities that would be thought to make you happy. So someone who has cheerophobia isn't necessarily a sad person, but instead is one that avoids activities that could lead to happiness or joy. So examples of what this could look like is experiencing anxiety at the thought of going to a joyful social gathering, like a party, concert, or similar event, rejecting opportunities that could lead to positive life changes due to fear that something bad will follow, a refusal to participate in activities that will most likely call fun. <laughs> now, some of the thoughts of a person who experiences cherophobia may experience include being happy will mean something bad will happen to me. Happiness makes you a bad or worse person. Showing that you're happy is bad for you or for your friends and family. Trying to be happy is a waste of time and effort. 
Now, I'm not saying that I have this specific phobia um, or this specific form of anxiety disorder. However, I do think that my anxiety manifests in this way often, kind of latching onto the idea that I am bad if I'm having too much fun or that somehow my happiness is taking away from others. Now, in my readings, I also read that this is common in people who had traumatic childhoods because something bad did always happen. And so you have evidence that it could happen again, that good things can be taken away. So one of example for this, um, for me was talking to my therapist about how I am in a season where rest is difficult for several reasons. First, I get bored, but also because I'm afraid that if I work less, that means I'll have to use that rest time to do other things that are worse, like deep cleaning our house or picking up more household responsibilities. Now, I do plenty of those already. If you follow me on YouTube, you already know, like, I'm not like not doing things around my house. It's just that I'm afraid that if I work less, that means I have to do more. And no one's asking me to do that. Like my husband's not asking me to do that. Rest is fully available to me. And her response was, so you're going to deprive yourself of it now because you're afraid that it will be taken away from you later. And yep, that about sums it up. In every area of my life, this intense fear of the fun or good thing going away, so I just don't let myself have it in the first place. You see, for me, growing up, suffering was the norm. Like, I grew up in poverty with people with very serious addictions all around me. Everyone was struggling just to get through a day, to pay their bills, to not do something destructive that week. So I learned that life is supposed to be hard. So when things are good, it doesn't seem realistic. It seems like make-believe and that it will inevitably end. So I'm going to go ahead and share with you what I've been reading this week because it's relevant to what we're discussing here. I've been reading Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown, and in the book, she talks about disappointment and expectations, how the answer to potential unmet expectations isn't to expect the worst, it's to communicate your expectations with yourself and others to make them realistic. And she gives an example of packing for a trip to Disney with her kids and bringing along multiple books. And her husband said, do we need to readjust our expectations? If you've ever been on a vacation with your kids, you know that it's not vacation for the adults. It's work. So the idea of having time to leisurely lay by the pool and read was probably unrealistic and could lead to a ton of frustration and resentment. And I think that's the struggle of sevenness, is learning to adjust my expectations to a reasonable level so that real life doesn't feel like a constant disappointment. And at the same time, as a social seven, pairing that with the fear of being selfish, things that make you happy, um, well, they're complicated to say the least. But what I'm working on this week in the business, I charted out my book launch with my friend Tyler this week. We've got a strong sense of what my life will look like for pretty much the rest of the year. So I'll really start ramping up my promotion and content in July. And so that means for the next two and a half months, I need to rest. Um, you know, I'll still be doing the podcast, of course, and Instagram and YouTube. However, that's really all I'm going to focus on. I'm not going to create anything new or seek out a bunch of new projects. I'm going to go all in on the podcast and the book for the rest of the year. And that's amazing, you guys. Like, I am 
thrilled with that. I am overwhelmed with joy and I am so grateful for you for being here and making that possible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, life updates. So like I said, I've been in Chicago for the past four days and I head home tomorrow. About once a quarter or so, I try to come here and stay with my two best friends from college. They always make me laugh more than I get to laugh in day-to-day life. I feel like I'm off duty in terms of being an adult and we just have so much fun. I don't even know if I could tell you what we've been doing. Like, We've had great food. We've planned out two of our businesses. We've gone to our four to tour storefronts for a potential business. We played a lot of Mario Kart. <laughs> you know, it's just like if you listen to this podcast every day, you probably have a pretty good sense of who I am. But y'all, the words that come out of my mouth when I play Mario Kart would shock you. It's like next level rage. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's it's dark. It goes dark, but it's fun and light and hilarious. Um, I am excited to head home tomorrow, and I love being on planes all the time and in airports. Like, I hope that feeling never goes away. So tomorrow's going to be really fun too, but I'm going to try to just embrace every last moment of being here while I am. Now, To continue talking about what I'm reading, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I'm currently reading Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. It's probably my favorite book of hers so far. I love the way she organized it, the way she mixes research and data with personal story. I also love the size and shape of the book. It's a little bit larger, kind of feels a little bit like a yearbook. And I've been reading a chapter a day because I really don't want to burst through it. But each chapter is dedicated to a different group of emotional experiences and what she's learned about them. And it's pretty remarkable, honestly, very grounding, very centering. It makes me feel even keel and like I can emotionally regulate more healthily. When I'm watching, I'm not really currently watching anything other than a YouTube video here and there just because I've been with my friends. But I will give you three YouTube channels bringing me the most joy right now. The first one is Morgan Long. She does a lot of like magical looking vlogs. She lives in Portland. She reads a lot of books and talks about books and freelancing. And she has this like whimsical kind of Anne of Green Gables vibe to her. And it's very fun and special. And also she's very vulnerable, which I thoroughly appreciate. The second is Janice in France, and she is this woman, I think in her 70s, who just decided to move to France by herself, starting a new life, and she just sits and talks about making that decision to move to France and all the things that went into it, and she's precious. And the third is Christiane Jones. She is also a, an author and an illustrator, and she's also does a lot of really good book reviews, typically... I align with her very much in terms of her book review. So I take her book requests pretty seriously, um, but I just like her kind of day in the life vlogs as well. Small joy for me from this week. So last night I asked Tyler and Eric, my friends, to turn up the volume on their phones and click on their For You page on TikTok and just play the video that's recommended to them. And it was really funny how targeted the content was to each of us specifically. Like Tyler had very Enneagram 3 content coming his way. Eric's was pop culture related and mine was all mental health related. Um, so I think it's it was really fun. Try it with your friends. Let me know what happens. It was 
I don't know. That was my small joy. So let's talk about what's coming up this week in terms of the podcast. So on the podcast this week, we are continuing our series on parenting. So we have type three tomorrow, um, type four on Thursday and five on Friday. The Q&A this week is discussing how to support a friend, specifically a type seven who is going through a hard time. Also, a friendly reminder that if you enjoy these behind-the-scenes episodes and aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel, you may be interested in that. I publish a vlog every single Wednesday, and I'll link the channel for you in the show notes. The last vlog that went live was a day in my life in Chicago, so if you want to peek into the craziness that is Mario Kart, it'll be there for you. As always, it's an absolute joy to stay in touch with you this way, and I'll see you tomorrow for the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.